Hello, and welcome to Type 2 Take 2, your diabetes and health-centered podcast. I'm Danielle Vallette, your ketogenic integrative health practitioner. You may know me best as the diabetic who reversed her diabetes through eating a ketogenic lifestyle and then went on to help others to do the same, as well as lose 30 pounds, 20 pounds, adjust their blood sugar levels. Yeah, we did that. Well, here on the show, we are doing our best to stick our noses where they don't belong so that way we can get to the answer of why our health is so confusing and then get it cleaned up and move on. (laughs) If that is something that you are interested in, then you are in the right place as we dig deeper We pull back the layers of the onion and we get to the real reason of why, as opposed to throwing medication on it. Thank you so much for joining me here at Type 2 Take 2 and kick back, relax, and join the ride. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to Type 2 Take 2, your diabetes and health-centered podcast. I'm Danielle, your ketogenic integrative health practitioner. And today we're going to do something a little different. Are you excited? I hope so. It's kind of different. I'm kind of excited. And then I'm nervous. (laughs) We are going to have true confessions of a diabetic. Yes, that's what we're going to do. Why? Because maybe this has happened to you too. Stay tuned and we'll talk more about it. And now for some chit-chat. How are you all doing today? It is a not-quite-so-sunny day today, but it is not hailing on my head. (laughs) It was hailing Saturday, you all. It was crazy. It came out of nowhere. Like, maybe, 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 just maybe, the weather reporter said something about it. But I don't listen to the weather reports. I don't look at the news. So, <laughs> so while we were getting rid of so many um, old papers, the out papier, um, we were taking it over to the bin so that way they can, you know, pick it up and take it away, uh, which is just, you know, not so far away from the house at all. It was easy just to, just to walk, but we have a lot of old papers. Um, because uh, we have a del- we do delivery we deliver papers. I say we, but who and I say we? I mean, Olivia. Olivia delivers papers, and also the um, the old papers such as you know cartons and uh, boxes and and the like. So we have um, we had the papers to take over to the bin. And I think on my second way, on my second load, on the way back is when the hailing began. And it was hitting so hard, it stung. It stung like somebody was throwing pebbles, you know? <laughs> and of course, because it's hail, right? Because the the hail was, they were large pieces, I have to say. They were very large pieces. Now, were they as large as a rock? No. But it surely was as large as a, well, pebbles. Well, let me think about that for a second. Maybe <laughs> they were large, okay, they were very large, and they they came down and they hit, and it was like all of a sudden because that's how it happens over here. There's never not not quite a real warning, it's more like just all of a sudden, so it all of a sudden started hailing, and it just like went it was like somebody snapped, and it was like whoosh, they just like removed the curtain, and all everything just started falling, and it was just. And it felt so hard. And then I got it. Finally, when I got inside, I said, oh, my goodness, you know, because it really hurt. It didn't just slap me in the face. It didn't just slap me on my hands, but it hit me in my neck, too. And then, of course, I've got my fro, which I did not have covered with a beanie. Because why? Because it was sunny. Not too long ago, it was sunny. And then it became, <laughs> it started to hail. Oh, good times, good times. I think I still have a welt. I could be mistaken. I'm probably being, I'm probably exaggerating, but still the, it remains, it was hailing and it hurt. (laughs) And I was in the middle of the street and I had to look, watch over, I had to look over my glasses to see where I'm going. And of course, if I had to look over my glasses to see where I'm going, that means that my vision is 
absolutely horrible with my glasses because with my glasses I can actually see from a distance I can actually see distance wise and without them I cannot so the hail really affected my vision and thankfully we were just down the street from our house so there weren't any incidences but it didn't stop when we got into the house it continued to go for a bit and then it stopped And we could do nothing but just laugh because we were done. We were not going back out to take the rest of the old papers away. (laughs) We said, oh, well, not well, we didn't say, oh, well, but we only had like 15 minutes left and it was still hailing before they finished up and they closed up because they have a certain time, 9 to 12. And I was not available from 9 to, I would say, approximately 9.30, something like that. But in any case, that's how it was. And it hailed. And before before I recognized it, there was this really cold drip in my hair. And I was like, what in the world? And I remembered, oh yeah, it hailed. And so I shook my hair off, not thinking. And then there were all of these pebbles of ice that were in my hair. <laughs> so I had to go to the back door and shake the rest of it out. <sighs> so there is that. Nothing really exciting, nothing so important that it couldn't wait till, you know, I sat down and had a coffee with you. But I thought it was funny. It was it was funny. It was kinda like fun in a painful kind of way, you know. <laughs> the sadistic sky. But there's the chit chat. This second type to take to uh sponsor is brought to you by my good friend, I Care Virtual Services, Lori Barnett. With Lori Barnett, she offers general administrative virtual assistance services for small businesses, nonprofits, and community leaders. But that's not all. She's also a communications coach, and she assists those with autism and other forms of communication barriers to be able to communicate what they need to so that they know that they're heard. If you are more, if you are interested in what Lori Barnett can do, please check out her services at www.icarevirtualservices.com, or you can email her at lori.icarevirtualservices at gmail.com. That's Lori L O R I dot I care I C A R E virtual services at gmail.com check her out it's more than worth your time to see how she can help you and your loved ones get to a, a greater place of peace and communication one with another that is i care virtual services virtual assistance and virtual coaching And now for the updates. I have a couple of updates. One from Equal Life and the other from my personal stash of goodies. Okay, so the updates from my personal stash. We are going to start uh, providing printouts on the website ihinwacoach.com so that way you can print them out and they can be part of your um resources, if you will. So what you would do is you would go to ihinmacoach forward slash podcast, and then you would just download the printable for that time frame. I'll have it dated. So that's exciting, right? I'm looking forward to it. And I hope you are too, because this is going to give me a little bit more work to do, but I think it's for your benefit. Because we've talked about um, making health easy and making it affordable and available. So I want to do my part and that's how I'm going to do it. So starting next week, you can go on to ihinwacoach.com and you'll be able to start downloading tips and tricks and whatnot from the podcast section. Okay. Now you're always welcome to download and print uh, the recipes uh, you'll have to forgive. Some of them have their pictures have gotten lost. I don't know. So they may not have pictures, but the recipes are still delicious. 
Okay, so that's the update. We're going to be having printables. Download, download printables. Setbacks, setbacks. To be honest, I can't think of any. To be, <laughs> I'm sorry. I've got no setbacks today, and I don't know if I want to extend out an expl an explanation of my not having a setback. So I suppose I'll just leave it there. No setbacks. What did we say we we're going to do? We we're going to ring a bell or play a horn or something when there's no setbacks. Do you have any setbacks? Were there any setbacks? Hey, why don't you guys like contact me at the ehinwacoach.com. Get on that contact form and tell me about your setbacks for this week. How about that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Motivation and encouragement. Motivation and encouragement. I want to encourage you to take time to slow down. Yes, this was a reminder to me, and I'm still taking time to do it. So we're going to do this one together. And the reason why is this. If you are like me or anybody else in this current society of any sort, in any region, in any country... You're probably not slowing down. And for the sake of digestion, let's just talk about this for a second. I get on my bike and I cycle from one house to another and then one house to another. And about, I don't know, of the work days that I work, I would say about two to three days, depending on the week I work, I clean three houses um, in the day and then you know, the other two, two days. Okay. So two houses. So I am always in a rush. I'm always jumping on my bike. And even if I'm not doing two, three houses in one day, I am, um, still rushing off to the next house. Okay. So let's just go with that. Um, so I'm doing that. And sometimes I pack my lunch a sit down fork uh a fork moment and other times I have a smoothie moment but you know okay let's talk about this when I bring my fork and a bowl usually it's salad because I I don't mind cold food that's supposed to be warm but I do mind um slimerich <laughs> Uh, fatty food that should be warm, cold. I mind that. That I mind. Fatty food, meaning the fat is congealed. I mind that very much so. So, um, I will normally bring a salad or something. But if that is, if I'm, if I know I'm, I can sit down and enjoy it. But there's times when I bring it anyway and I know I can't sit down and enjoy it. And so I'm forcing myself to eat that thing unless... Oh my goodness, and not enough time. I'm shoveling it in my mouth and then I'm chewing. <laughs> I look ridiculous sometimes. This is not every time, but sometimes. So I'm sitting, maybe I'm sitting down or maybe I'm straddling my bike. You know, usually if I'm, if I'm sitting down, I'm taking the time. If I'm straddling my bike, I'm not taking the time. So I'm shoving it down into my mouth. Choo, 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 choo. Maybe I've pulled over onto the side of the road so I can choo, 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 choo. And then I quickly hurry. And, you know, cars are passing by looking. Some people are yelling, it's schmuckalick. <laughs> don't comment on my eating. I don't want that. <laughs> it's a nice thing, it's schmuckalick. You know, it just means enjoy. You know, and some people say that whether I look them in the eye or not. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then of course, you know, my, uh, my, what is it? My genteel nature, my, um, oh, Norman Varda values. Oh, <sighs> politeness, politeness. My politeness forces me to look them in the eye. I'm like, no, I don't want to look at you. And mumble through full a full mouth of food. Thank you. Of actually, don't give well. 
or or I nod with a smile and like like you know that if I try to say anything, the food's gonna fall in my mouth. So there are times when there are fork moments when there are actually true fork moments when I can sit down and relax and enjoy my food, and there are not there are non fork moments or smoothie moments when I really know like look kid. <laughs> You know what this day is going to (laughs) bring. But I do want to suggest that you take time to sit down and enjoy your food. Take time to sit down to slow down. Even if that's just looking, even if you, you have enough time to eat your lunch and that's not the problem. Maybe you just need to take time to look around you. I know I've been saying a lot about being present and looking around, but I mean... It doesn't it doesn't fail the situation. We we get so caught up, you know, and just going, 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 rush, 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 rush. I know I do. Hey, maybe I'm only speaking for myself. Maybe you guys are fine. Maybe you guys are taking all the time that you need and you're not getting indigestion or heartburn, you know, or gas or funky yeah, funky gas <laughs> from all that rush, rush, rushing and not allowing your body to actually enjoy the food to break down the minerals and the vitamins and to disperse them where they need to go because you already got the handle. Maybe that's not you. But it's me. And sometimes I'm rushing, rushing. Most times, 95% of the time, I'm rushing, rush, rush, rush. And then once in a while, I will stop, even though I know that I need to be at the next house, from this to that time, I will stop, I will sit down on a bench, I will get my fork out, and I will chew normally and not like the world depended on how fast I could chew. <laughs> uh, like there's a hostage situation and, you know, uh, it, 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 it you know, the hostage would be released if, if I could only get one shoe and down the food. Like, that's the way it would go normally. But when I'm able to actually stop and chew and appreciate the flavors in the food, like, I made a salad and it had egg in there, hard-boiled egg with um, pumpkin seeds and tomato and olives. And that was really good. Salt, pepper... Uh, I want to say cayenne, salt, pepper, and a shake of cayenne, lemon juice, or maybe it was apple cider vinegar. I don't know, but it was good. It was delicious, and I took time, and I enjoyed it, and I remember that. And maybe you ask, what was the base of it? I it was. I think it was. I eat a lot of cabbage, you know. Uh, it could have been Napa cabbage. It could have been Shinesha coal. <laughs> it could have been spinach and some kind of romaine lettuce. I can't, that I can't remember. I just remember the toppings, <laughs> but it was delicious. And I enjoyed it very much. And I embraced the sun, the sun glinted on my face and it was just great. And I really enjoyed it. So what I'm trying to say here is this, take time to slow down, enjoy your insert it here. And then don't rush off. Take your time if you can. I know some circumstances you just can't. How can you how can you make that happen? If you know that you have lunch at work, for example, if you have to if you have to get up and get out of the house and go to work, then pack a lunch that is simple so that way you could just sit down. Or plan ahead. And if you are on the go and you know there's no place to sit down, perhaps grab that smoothie. I mean, I it almost sounds like a counsel, cancellation. <laughs> Consolation prize. <laughs> Council? Cancel? <laughs> maybe maybe that was something to that. Um, it almost sounds like a consolation prize to have the smoothie. Because you don't get to chew, but you do get all the nutrients broken down for you already, and then it can be easily dispersed into your cells. Um, I have heard tell, and I have learned actually, to, uh, if you're going to have a smoothie, to drink it, take your time, drink it an hour. Like, spread it out, make it last an hour. 
and that's probably due to the digestive system and how long it takes for your body to break things down. You probably don't want to rush it so that way your and your glucose can remain stable as opposed to shooting up. So that was motivation encouragement. I encourage you to take time to slow down. Hey there, everybody. Have you gone through online shopping and decided that you are tired of shopping for diets? Well, now is time to get a bio-individualized food program just for you by clicking on the link down below. What is it? Discovery! free discovery call so that way we can figure out the best option for you and your individualized needs yeah we do that integrative health practitioning envision health integrative nutrition and wellness click on the link below All right, guys, just like I said, we're going to have true confessions of a diabetic. Now, I'm going to speak of that in a present tense, though I have reversed my type 2 uh, uh, symptoms, my cluster of symptoms that equaled out to the name of diabetes mellitus. Um, I am going to go in that in the present tense just to keep it more, uh, what is it, uh, smooth, <laughs> like peanut butter. <laughs> Just to keep it smooth. So what I'm going to do is list a few things. Now, I want you to join me in this, I think. I think I want you to join me in this. I'm going to say something, and then I would love for you to either hit that contact form and say, oh, I used to do this, or I used to do that, you know, compared to, you know, based off of what we're, what we're talking about. Um, or... Uh, why did you do this, Danielle? Or why did you do that? Of course, I'm going to go into more detail. You don't have to, but I think it'll be fun, you know, community-wise, just to get to know each other better. Okay, so true confessions of a diabetic. The things I used to do. All right, let me see here. Whoo, I got a long list. I should have numbered it. I think I still can. Eh, do I want to do that now? I don't think it's very important. <laughs> All right. So, as a diabetic, as a diagnosed diabetic, you know, okay, so my already knowing at that point that I was I had type 2 diabetes, right? I mean, cuz that's what we're going off of, not be, not prior to because I had no clue. So, I wouldn't have been confessing to anything except for being a yo-yo dieter. <laughs> and a calorie counter and a fat phobe <laughs> so let's see here hiding that's the first one hiding as a type 2 as a person who has type 2 diabetes have you ever found yourself hiding and from what I have I found myself hiding from yeah, <laughs> I found myself hiding. Oh, maybe I'll come back to that one because I'm my brain went farty fart fart. Uh, let me see here. You guys think about it too. These are these are words, by the way, that just popped into my head, and I just this is something that came up to me, and it and uh, sometimes that happens when I am working, I will just get all of this information, and I have to stop and write it in my notes in my notes part of my um of my phone as quickly as possible so at the time i said hiding but now i wonder exactly what i meant by hiding because i have something else that is quite relevant to what would possibly be hiding but i don't think they're quite interconnected because that's when i get information like this it's kind of cool it's all related but it all has different meanings so as a diabetic, let me think about that. Let me just go back to it so I can stay on task. As far as hiding, I did do a lot of hiding. But I hid from people. Yeah. I hid from people. I was. I didn't want people to pity me 
or to, um, yeah, I didn't want people to pity me. I didn't want them to hear that I had diabetes and, you know, give me those, give me those eyes. Oh, poor you. Oh, now you're going to (laughs) D.I.E. That's what I used to see all the time on um, TV shows. I would see that all the time. Somebody would get diagnosed with something chronic, right? And they'd be like, oh my gosh, your life is over. What are you going to do now? You know, and it was like really, really just, um, I want to say overdreven, but I know there's a, um, uh, it was so blown out of proportion. And not that it wasn't serious, not that chronic diseases or illnesses are not serious, but they were not told or they were not advised or they were not scripted to know that there are solutions to chronic illness and disease. You know, if you hit the the um, the source, if you get to the root of the problem. So hiding. I used to hide from people because I didn't want them giving me those pity eyes. The, oh, poor you, it's all over. Second one, sneaking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my word. I did. I snuck around because as soon as people realized that I was diabetic, there was like nobody that I, I had to um, justify myself to um, or uh, defend what I did or did not do. Because, you know, the the thing was, oh, you're diabetic? Now, this didn't come from the doctors at all. This did not come from the doctors. But from people around me, oh, you're diabetic? Do you take insulin? That was automatic. Are you taking insulin? Oh, okay. Are you taking medication? Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so it's not like I had to justify or, uh, um, but I did find myself because I knew better. So I figured that someone would know better who knew anything about diabetes. I found myself sneaking around to eat. I would sneak to eat. Because before I got serious, first I was serious about it, okay? I, once I was diagnosed, I was, I was, I mean, at the beginning, I wasn't serious. But then they gave me all this medication and I said, oh my word, this is serious. So, <laughs> so I said, well, I better make, I better, you know, pay attention to the fact that this is serious because they gave me all this medication. So it must be serious, you know, freak out. You know, my body didn't have all these before and now I got to take them because I broke myself. Now, that's another number, so I'll go back to what I was saying. Sneaking around. I would sneak around to eat food, especially when I, and the foods that I knew that were not going to benefit um, my um, my getting rid of diabetes. Or, or rather, I didn't know you can get rid of diabetes. I didn't know at the time that you can get rid or reverse your diabetes symptoms, the cluster. I didn't know you can get to the root cause and actually, you know, get, uh, you know, rectify and rebalance the body so that way those things didn't show up in the cluster of what we call diabetes today. I didn't know that. So I just thought that I was, that the people, I thought that people were looking at me and they weren't because, I mean, I was on medication. So that's all that mattered, you know, to them. And that's how it was. It's not anybody. And I say that with 100% um, genuineness in the fact that it's not like people were scolding me outside of doctors and nurses and, and whatnot to eat properly because they didn't know what I should eat. You get that? They didn't know. So I was sneaking with the con- with I was sneaking around, but I was really sneaking and hiding from my conscience because I knew as a med- as a medical assistant well actually no i take that back because at the time when i was diagnosed i was in business school i was in business school i was trying to create i was trying to get my business degree so that's what i was doing and i didn't know 
I mean, I knew that what I was eating was bad. Don't get me wrong. Because <laughs> I was eating a lot of bad stuff. But as a type 2 diabetic, once I was diagnosed, um, I knew that the doc- one of the doctors said towards to me, don't eat any white things. No milk. No bread. No rice. No yogurt, I think. No potatoes. No tortillas, just no white things, nothing white. You know, and I have to tell you, that's the closest, that's the closest to um, good nutritional advice for someone who has been diagnosed with type two diabetes that I have come across from a doctor, um, because that cuts out all the processed things, a lot of the processed things. You can you can get you can get a processed sugary cookie and brown. <laughs> You know, so <laughs> so it's not like you get rid of everything by getting rid of all the white things, but it was very close. Now that I think about it, I mean, I have to applaud that person. They probably had a lot more nutritional training than their other their cohorts, and they did the best that they could, and I just didn't listen. So I snuck around, and I ate whatever I wanted to eat, but I snuck around because my conscience said that people knew what what I was doing was wrong. Okay, so uh, raging. Oh, my word. Oh, my word. As a type 2 diabetic, uh, I found myself with rage issues, rage, anger. Why? It was the why. It wasn't just the why did this happen to me. Because, I mean, I already knew. Look, I wasn't crazy. I knew that eating a a mixing bowl full of cereal was not the best thing on the health list. You know? <laughs> or eating a full pack of family-sized Oreos was not on the list. Or eating a complete box of Little Caesars pizza, medium size. To myself was not on the list. It makes me kind of emotional at this point right now because I think about it. I let Olivia do this too, you know. I, I on one on one side I was so anti this, anti that, anti sugar, anti calorie, anti you know low low low, anti fat, all of those things. And then when I gave up, because I gave up many times, I gave up. Trying to chase my health, I gave up. I gave up. When I gave up, I found myself just doing whatever and going to an extreme on the other side. We'll be right back. Hey there, caregiver. Are you tired of not knowing how to help yourself, your family, and those around you get to a better way of health? Well, I want to introduce to you and remind you that just like I did, you could sign up for the Integrative Health Practitioners Institute and learn so much about your body, how it works, how to get the best out of it, and how to fuel it for your particular needs, for your family's particular needs, for those around you's particular needs. How do you do that? You click on the link down below, Integrative Health Practitioner, become a practitioner, or you can just learn how to do these things to take care of those without becoming a coach. You do not have to be a coach to know how to take care of your family and your body and your friends. They're going to be, you're going to be the go-to person. Somebody's going to ask you, oh, do you know about this or that? And you're going to say, yes, yes, I do. Because the education is so in-depth that by the time that you're through with it, You'll not only be able to help people figure out what diet is best for them, but you'll also be able to assist them in learning how to best take care of their bodies, what supplements will be better, how to adjust their emotional dysregulations, if you will. And also, the fact is, you learn so much about it that you can't help but spill over. And when you spill over, the joy that you find in being able to help somebody change their life is so phenomenal. It's something that it it just it's undescri- it's indescribable, really. So, how do you get started? How do you become an integrative health practitioner or how do you become become a health coach in your own home? 
click on the link down below so that way you can get the information they will they will sign you up for a, you will sign up actually for a, a free discovery call ask all the questions that you like and then make your own decision i know that it's paid off for me in leaps and bounds with emotional breakthroughs financial that's financial mindset changes stress adjustments and how to learn how to deal with my stress and also how to help people if you're a helper which you are then i definitely suggest taking a look checking out the curriculum clicking the link scheduling a free call the integrative health practitioner the link is down below Okay, back to the list. <clears throat> raging. I don't think I really got deep into that, but I would rage. My blood sugar would be so up and down and left and right that I just couldn't control my um my emotions the way I knew I needed to. Um, I knew I needed to control myself. I've always been self-contained. I have always been, I've always maintained my my emotions, no matter how, what was going on, no matter how I felt, no matter what. I mean, at worst and at my best, instead of striking a person, which I mean, it's just what it is. I hit a washer dryer. <laughs> I took it. Out. It's not funny, but. Look, at the time, that's all I had because the person, I'm glad it was the washer dryer because we are now back on good terms and we can joke around about these things. But that's what I'm saying. Um, Raging. But that's not even during the time, the washer dryer was not even during the time that I was diagnosed with diabetes. So let's go to the point where I was diagnosed with diabetes. I did a lot of internal emotion well a lot of emotional holdbacks I didn't really tell people what I was feeling until I I was already time it was already my exploding because that's just I had problems with expressing myself because that would make me vulnerable and I was not gonna put myself in that position where you have power over me by knowing how I feel and and what and then what Danielle but that's how it was and I'm still fighting that. I'm not perfect. <laughs> but I'm talking to y'all. Um, but I would rage. I would really rage. One minute, my blood sugar would be, quote unquote, fine for what I knew. Because I didn't really test. My, I test still often. But I didn't test. when I ran out of strips, you know, I couldn't test anymore. You know, so I had to wait. And then finally, I just stopped testing. I stopped. I stopped. I was like, whatever. Whatever. I'm going to do whatever I want. So I raged a lot because my blood sugar was out of control. Peeing. Oh my word. Talk about uncontrollable bladder. Ugh. Get get to the door. Oh, too late. Gotta get in the car. Whoa, too late. Gotta hurry up. Nope, too late. If I could just sit on the toilet. Nope, can't make it to the toilet either. Too late. My bladder was so out of control. So out of control. Crazy, right? You would think that because I was not drinking a lot of water. (laughs) I wasn't. I wasn't. But I was drinking a lot of tea. Sweet tea. Lipton tea. All these teas that had all these add-ins and additives and, and toxins and and flavors and flavonoids or whatever else you want to call them. All of them agitated my system. And they'll agitate your system too. Blood sugar goes high. Body has to, the the kidneys are like, ah, get this out of here. So they excrete, 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 excrete. Get it out, get it out, get it out. It's toxic. So I was constantly having to use the restroom. And so I was constantly dealing with a UTI because my blood sugar was too high and the sugar in my urine was affecting my pH. Yeah, I don't even have that on the list. But I'm peeing on the list. So, ta-da! 
crash dieting. At the beginning, it was very easy to crash diet because I was scared to death. I was like, okay. Once I, you know, once they told me and I was like serious about it and they gave me all the medication, I was like, oh, ooh, okay. So don't eat this, don't eat that, don't eat this, don't eat that. Don't, 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 don't. And I didn't, 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 didn't. Until I did. And then when I did, I went hardcore on it. I was just like, I I ate like there was going to be no tomorrow. I'm talking three bowls of uh, chile rellenos. I'm talking refried beans out of the pot. Leftovers from a friend. Oh, you have that rice there? Are you going to throw it away? Don't throw it away. Yeah, it's leftovers. Well, don't throw it away. You don't throw food away. It's okay. I'm going to save the day, and I'm going to keep you from throwing it away by eating it. And it was like four servings of rice, four or five. (sighs) Crash dieting. Or... There were times when I said, oh my gosh, I need to be on track. I need to be on track. I need to be on track. I need to be on track because my blood sugar is out of control, out of control, out of control. So what did I do? I cut everything out. No bread, no potatoes, no rice, no beans, no tamales, no enchiladas. No, 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 no corn tortillas. Oh, I don't like them so much anyway. Yeah, but you like tacos, so none of those. (laughs) No. I did that. And I lost weight. But I wasn't doing it for the weight. I was doing it because I was scared. Because I had diabetes. And I remember what the doctor said. Don't eat the white stuff. (laughs) So. So. (laughs) So. I avoided eating white things. It didn't stop me from not. I didn't know the new. I don't. I didn't know nutrition like I know it now. So not eating the white things wouldn't have been the point really because cauliflower is white. You know. In some in some instances, cabbage is white. <laughs> no, it's light, 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 light green, chloroplast and chlorophyll. But. I did. I crash dieted. There were times when I would just like get rid of everything. And then, you know, a week later or two or two, sometimes I had, you know, some white knuckle willpower. Or I should say purple knuckle willpower. <laughs> purple knuckle willpower. That's funny. Because <laughs> I'm brown, right? <laughs> um, sometimes I would, you know, knuckle through. And I would maintain for like, I don't know, up to three weeks. And then something would happen. And then I'd be like, forget this. Or I wouldn't say forget this. Because I didn't want to fail myself. So I would just say, oh, well, maybe just this. I also convinced myself that I don't like cake. I take that back. I convinced myself that I don't like frosting. I did that. I did a mind trick on myself. Uh, And I tricked myself for years into believing that I didn't like frosting on cake. On any kind of cake. Because you know what frosting's made of? Sugar! Mostly sugar. Some, you know, there's buttercream, of course. And there's cream cheese frosting. And some people, they'll use heavy whipping cream as the frosting. Or a marshmallow cream as a frosting. But I tricked myself into believing that I did not like frosting. So that way I would scrape it off of the cake. (laughs) And I would eat the cake. (laughs) But I put the frosting on the side. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I did that. (laughs) And so I felt like I was doing a great job. (laughs) If there are two different cakes, I look for the chocolate cake. (laughs) Because it wasn't white. (laughs) You remember what the doctor said? Don't eat the white things, so. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I'm laughing because I was ridiculous. But maybe you all are doing the same thing. 
Maybe you all are doing the same thing, you know? Are you crash dieting? Are you peeing all over the place, including on yourself? Are you no longer wearing undergarments because you're so embarrassed that you're constantly peeing on yourself that there's no reason for you to wear undergarments because you're just going to have to get rid of them anyway and throw them in the washing machine? Hmm? Can I just have, give you a little TMI? Can I raise my hand and say that was me? Can I? Or is that TMI? Is that T-T-T-T-T-T-T-M-I? <laughs> That's what I did. I was humiliated. I was constantly peeing on myself. You can't walk around. You know, hot urine doesn't smell good. <laughs> you know? TMI. <laughs> but it's true. I just imagine some of you just spitting out whatever you just took a slurp of while you're listening. But it's true. It doesn't. And so... At some point, I just stopped wearing undergarments. I said, what's the point? You know, lower body undergarments. I said, what's the point? I'm just peeing all over myself. What is the point to wearing undergarments if I'm just going to have to constantly change them? Do I need to bring a week's worth of underwear for one day in my purse? How do I hide this? Just stuff my bra, you know, (laughs) make myself look more voluminous. But, you know, that's, that's that, you know, that's what was occurring. That's what was happening. I I think that we'll continue the true confessions into next week. Or maybe we will do some more about it. But I think I'm gonna stop here just because it looks like the time is running um, long. Are you guys dealing with any of these? Have any, do any of these sound like you? Do any of these sound like you? Like anything that you're dealing with? Like you're you're you've been diagnosed as a type two diabetic. Your doctor says here take the insulin. Um, if your A one C was as bad as mine, your HbA one C, my HbA one C, I didn't even know what it was at the time because they were so freaked out. They, you know, they sat me down. They plugged me into the machine. They put. They had an insulin drip going on to bring my blood sugar down. You know, and it was really, it wasn't even traumatizing to me. I was just there to figure out why I had a UTI. <laughs> oh my God. I got a, well, I knew that I, I was trying to figure out why I might, when I urinated, it burned. That's what I was trying to figure out, you know. And then they said, oh, you have a UTI and, and this is due to all of the sugar that's floating around in urine. You see this? Look at that. You know, oh, look at that, Jan Kunkuk. But, you know, <laughs> that's a throwback. I loved Jan Kunkuk. Um, but, uh, you know, being diagnosed with something that's as scary as what they tell you, this can cause heart disease or cause heart failure, you know, it can cause, uh, you know, swelling in in your limbs. You know, coronary heart disease follows. You know, all the things that they tell you, of course, you're just like scared to death. You're like, oh, what do I do? And that's why there are options. That's why there is help. That's why, yes, they do give you that medication to bring it down. But that doesn't mean that you're supposed to stay on the medication. It means you're supposed to, this is to help you to get you down to where you need to be. And then it is your responsibility to change your lifestyle change your habits some of them told me that and some of them didn't but you know I listened to the ones who didn't because I figure your their quietness their silence spoke louder than the words that the other doctors or the one doctor told me you know and that's unfortunate because I probably could have uh conquered my diabetes long before but if I really think about it and I want you all to think about this too you're only ready when you're ready You're only ready when you're ready. You will not do what you need to do until you're ready to do what you need to do. When you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, you know, you hear that all the time. When you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, fall down on the altar. When you're sick and tired of constantly having to change your panties, constantly, you know, hiding, raging, when you're sick and tired of sneaking, then you'll be ready to do something about it. And either you can do it by yourself or you can do it with help. But 
just do it. I'm going to be doing some things. I'm trying to make a way for <clears throat> for you all can take all, for you all to take all this in and get to the root of your health one bite at a time, but you're going to have to help me. You're going to have to let me know. You're going to have to you know, let me know what you need. Let me know. And I would love to hear from you. So, I think that is it for now because that was um that was that. And honestly, you all, I pray and I hope that you are sick and tired and done. Don't let anybody tell you that just because mom had it and grandpa had it and, you know, mom is... No, that's epigenetics, friends. That's people who are surrounding themselves with people who are doing the same thing and don't see another way out. But let me tell you, there is another way out. You do not have to live on this. You do not have to be stuck in chronic disease, illness, supplementing with medication. It's just it's just not the way you were made. I mean, I checked with Adam. He said no. <laughs> oh, word. And with that, I will have to say thank you all for listening. I really hope that you do contact me. Let me know what's going on. Let me know how I can pray for you. Let me know if I can be of assistance to you. If you need a guiding hand or if you just have some questions and you don't want a coach, you just have questions. I'm here and I really hope that you will utilize the offer that I extend to you all because I just want to see you well. As I have become well, I want to see you even better. I want you to, be, I want you to exceed your expectations and those around you too. Bye. Thank you very much for joining us here at Type 2 Take 2 Diabetes and Health Podcast. We do want to remind you that we are not doctors and we do not play them on TV. So if you have a question that is medically grounded, please contact your provider so that way they can give you the best information that they have. However, if you have any questions concerning your health or how to get to the root cause of your problem, feel free to message us and we'll be glad to assist you on your journey to a brighter and happier, healthy life. Once again, we are not doctors. We cannot treat, we cannot diagnose, and we certainly cannot cure. But we can surely help you get to where you want to be healthfully. Thanks for joining us. Have a wonderful day. 